0: Up ahead, Watson. No one near him, and he's going to come. Everybody, well, hello, masochists. You are listening to another losing episode of the Spartan Crazies podcast, where nothing is going well. Um, so MSU loses to Maryland this time. Not not completely the defense's fault. Uh, they lose to Maryland twenty-seven to thirteen. Peyton Thorn lights out first half. Terrible second half. You know, I. I Again, not not going to be the dead horse this week. Uh, we all know what needs to happen. And sadly, this time, I can't even put the blame on the guy that we all want to blame. was It wasn't even completely his fault this time. Uh, Scotty Hazleton actually mixed things up a little bit. Uh, they didn't run 4-2-5 the whole game. They ran, they ran a 4-3 and a 3-4 like 20% of the time, so at least that's a change. Uh, they ran press a couple plays and Justin Thind, friend of the podcast by the way, uh tweeted out a play where they went uh press coverage uh and Amir Speed got burned and they I mean they rushed I think five or six guys and Amir Speed still got burned on the play and gave up a third down. So that's pretty much where we're at this year. Um So I want to bring something up and I'm going to campaign for this and nobody's going to listen to me because who cares about what I have to say, but Elijah Collins needs to start getting the bulk of the carries because they gave him five. He looked good. They need to keep on giving him the ball. Uh, I, I, I just, at this point, cause I'm pretty sure he has another year left. He wants to come back uh, for another COVID year. He can come back. You might as well see what you have with him at this point because the season's lost. I mean, and he, he looked good in the five carries that he had. He he pass pro well enough on uh, third. There was a third and long, I think, and this guy was blitzing, and he picked up a pass-pro on him. So at this point, I'd play him. I, I I just don't know why they didn't keep on giving him the ball. Uh, because he was one of the only effective pieces on offense the entire game. But, uh, yeah, so Peyton Thorne really lights out in the first half. Not good in the second half. Of course, people are complaining, saying we need to switch quarterbacks. Yeah, seems like a great idea, guys. Let's switch quarterbacks with one of the best teams in the country coming to East Lansing this week, and that'll... That'll boost the confidence of the new quarterback that comes in. Seems like a great idea, guys. Let's let's use our heads here a little bit. Um, if you're if you think Peyton Thorne is a top five problem on this team, you need to rewatch these games because he's not. He's not perfect. He's probably not a guy that is going to lead you to a Big Ten title unless you have like an elite defense. But he's not the biggest issue on this team. Yes, he has his issues. He's not perfect. Well aware of that. But he's not the problem on this team, so we can stop with you know pulling a Michigan fan and wanting the backup quarterback in because it's ridiculous let's 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 stop with that anyways i've had some time to think about it, and I'm kind of out on jay Johnson now too i uh, I get they don't have a ton to work with, but the play calling is just not been there this year. I like him as a recruiter. I don't like runs up the middle. I <laughs> first down, and then getting yourself into a situation where you're behind behind the eight ball. I mean that seemed to happen all day on Saturday. They ran a couple plays, and this just reminded me of Dave Warner, and it drove me insane. I uh, they were throwing the ball short of the sticks on third down on a couple plays, like. No. You have to throw the ball unless you you're sure that there's going to be an opening up the field. You have to throw the ball downfield past the first down marker. That's common sense. That's just ridiculous. And it drove me nuts. They did that multiple times. It's like, "Sweet guys, yeah, because that's going to get you a first down on a third and whatever." Like, what the hell? So, yeah, I I don't know. I uh, but I had some stuff since I do kind of want to talk about the long term of the program here, because at this point, uh, all we really have is that because this season's chalked. Um, I just, uh, uh, Max from Twitter, uh, had some good stats out, and I wanted to talk about them because. It kind of eliminates the narrative that some people are trying to push that uh, we should have never gotten rid of Ron Burden and they should have brought him back and should have never hired Brandon Jordan and Marco Coleman, which is just ridiculous and not true. Um, let see if I can bring this up here. Um, I have to scroll a little bit here. There's – all right, here we go. So, uh, this is not just defensive line, by the way. There was a, there was a defensive line stat I want to bring up. But this is – of the top 15 defensive snap leaders from Michigan State this season, only six were in the top 15 for tw- uh, in last season. Seven players have played more snaps through five games than the entire 2021 season – Four players that were top 15 in 2021 are outside the top 15 in 2022, and five players have less than uh, 500 career uh, snaps. Um, Part of that's due to injury. Part of that's due to, I guess, MSU doesn't really have a lot of talent right now, Um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Some guys, I mean – I like some guys on the defensive line, but the guys I like on a defensive line are hurt right now, other than Winman. He's the only one, and he's technically a linebacker, I guess, but they're playing him as an edge. Um, so this is the defensive line stat I wanted to bring up, which if if you think Ron Burden would make a difference with this team right now, I'm, t- I'm here to tell you you're absolutely insane because he would not. Because he wouldn't have anything to work with right now other than Winman, just like Marco Coleman and Brandon Jordan do right now. So... This is the percentage of uh, team defensive line snaps. Uh, we're comparing 2021 to 2022. So 2021 last season, uh, Jacob Slade, and this is not inclu- included Chris Bogle, who is the second best pass rusher on the team, and he's out right now with an injury. He wasn't on the team last year. So uh, J- Jacob Slade and Jeff Petrowski accounted for 26% of MSU snaps last year on defense. 1,132 snaps. This season, they are accounting for 9%, 155, because they are hurt and they're not playing. Uh, percentage of pressures. This is, like, telling because it's the same percentage. It's it's, 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 uh, it's a different percentage. Well, they had less percentage of those pressures uh, compared to snaps uh, in 2021. I don't know how to explain this very well. But uh, it's... It was 2022, uh, Jesus, in 2021, 22% of the pressures came from Slayton Petrowski. This season, only 13%, nine pressures. Again, hurt, not playing. That makes a huge difference. Not sure how any, (laughs) Max said this at the end of the tweet, not sure how the pass rush would improve with these guys out, but everyone has an ax to grind. And he's like, I've seen people, and it's not a huge portion of the fan base, Suggest that Ron Burton would have like would have somehow made a difference or like no, things at best would have been the same because everybody's hurt. Like, I don't know what the hell people want. I get it. I'm not a huge let's make excuses for injuries guy, but let's take a serious look at what's missing right now. Xavier Henderson out. Darius Snow, out. Jacob Slade, arguably the best defensive tackle in the country, out. Jeff Petrowski, you know, uh, functional pass rusher, out. Chris Bogle, plus pass rusher, out. I don't know what anybody thinks is going to happen, and I'm not going to give a I'm not giving a pass to Scotty at all because you know what? Let's be real, the defense sucked last. Like the at least the secondary sucked last year. They don't. Other than Xavier Henderson, they don't have. A ton of injuries in the secondary. There's no excuse for the secondary being as bad as it was last year. Like, I get it. They're not getting as much of a pass rush as they were last year, which I guess kind of plays into the secondary. But at the same time, there's no way it should be this bad. Should not be as bad as it was last year. Technically, they're better because they're not last in the country. (laughs) Wow, big deal. Super high bar there. But I don't know what people expect from the two guys they hired. And if you want to talk about Ron Bur if Ron Burton was still here, we would not have the recruits we have in this class. We would not have Andrew DePape. by Job would not be in this class. I liked Ron Burton. I think he's, a- I've talked to Ron multiple times. I think he's a good guy. I wish him well, but he should not, he, Michigan State made the right move making a coaching change. And it's so, it's so ridiculous to just say, well, they, these two guys aren't, they were built out to be just because of this season. Because if you look at who's hurt, I mean, it, you got Avery Dunn taking major snaps. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about this season. I don't know what people want. It's just ridiculous, and it, it's gotten to the point where I'm just kind of fed up with hearing about it because it's just a stupid argument. To be to be quite frank with you, um, and I've heard people complain about Cap Coach. Coach Kupelvic and uh, I don't know what people want him to do because (laughs) I talked about this ad nauseum. Mark Staden and Jim Bowman were the two worst offensive line coaches I can remember seeing. They were terrible at their jobs. (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. They were awful. They were terrible. The the recruiting they had sucked, and – the talent level they have right now is not very good. I mean, yes, they, Tucker and Cap brought in two transfers. One of them's in the rotation of Brian Green, one of them is actually a plus player in Jarrett Horst. Um, so I don't know what people want because, I mean, in reality, it takes about three years for an offensive lineman to come in and make a difference uh, if they're coming out of high school. I mean that's that's the goal. Is you're three years in, you get in the rotation. Mel Tucker's had two classes, two guys. You know, I really like Ethan Boyd, Gino Vandermark. I would like to see them in the rotation next year. But to say, well, I uh, the cap's not doing great. I get it, but he wasn't really left a lot of talent. I, I don't. I don't know what you – like, you got to give it – especially on the offensive line, you got to give it time for it to work. I mean, you look at Michigan and, you know, in reality, they were not very good on the offensive line. Like, they were they were functional, but they weren't great until year five, I think, probably. Yeah, probably year five, their offensive line finally, you know, was at that level or – you know, it was better than functional. So it takes time, and I've I've said you got to give Cap at least two more years. So I don't. Out of the guys, so if you want me to be honest, out of the guys, I think should be fired right now. I'm kind of on the fence with Jay Johnson. I wouldn't be sad to see him go. Scotty Hazel just go get, get go away, please. I'm done with you. Ross Ells, go away. Kind of kind of can't defend Harlan Barnett anymore. As much as I loved what he did in the Antonio days, he's, I mean the secondary is not good. I those are the those are the four guys I'm cool with saying see you later. I, I the other guys I'm cool with keeping them around, and I have faith that Tucker's going to make changes at the end of the year. I I get people want now; they want it to happen now. Get it done. Uh, but what difference does hire this firing guy? in the middle of the season make. I don't understand other than being down a coach, it's not gonna make a difference in reality. And I and I get like Scotty doesn't really recruit, so I wouldn't be upset with seeing him fired, but I don't know. I just can't He's just got some tough decisions to make at the end of the year. So anyways, that, I was the I needed to get that off my mind because it's been driving me nuts for the last I don't know 24 hours arguing with people on the internet, which, you know, is not very healthy, but it's what I've been doing. Uh, So we'll move on to Ohio State. Uh, Pretty sure everybody here has watched at least one Ohio State game this year. They're very good. And they're going to numbskull us, and it's going to get ugly real fast. Um, C.J. Stroud is going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. Dude's legit. They have Marvin Harrison, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., at a at, uh, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba gonna be a first round pick they're loaded everywhere Travion Henderson supposed to come back this week he was out last week Their running back their offensive line just pushes people around uh their defense seems like they kind of fixed their problems they had last year I mean it's not perfect but it's a lot better than it was I uh fully expect this game to be over by halftime easily and uh I don't really know what there is to discuss here. It's it's just gonna get super ugly. I I mean this MSU is not good. Yeah, I talked about that. And uh, it's, Ohio State's good. Michigan State's bad. I, mean, I don't know what you what what is there to preview on this game because I don't really have like an intriguing matchup that I'm looking for because Ohio State's just better at than Michigan State at everything. I mean it's. I would like to keep it close for a half, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't know what to look forward 2016. to. 2016. Yeah, that team was also not – that team also had a lot more talent than this team. And that team the, – the problem with that team was they had locker room problems everywhere. That was not a – That I mean, the team – I mean, the team wasn't super, super talented, but it was talented enough to compete in games. Just that team just – had so many locker room problems with the election. You get into all – go go down a rabbit hole, the problems with that team. Okay. Um, and I really don't want to do that here. But, uh, yeah, Uh, this team – I don't think that they're – I don't think this team has given up, to be honest with you. It seems like they're, like, at least trying to compete. Like, I haven't seen guys that are just, like, checked out, I guess. I saw that in 2016 a lot. I have not seen that with this team yet. Yeah. Maybe this game changes it, but – they, I mean, the coaches love Tucker. I mean, you could tell they want to play for him. Um, the kids love. Tucker. Yeah, I mean, sorry, the the player the players love
1: Coach Tucker. Yeah, yeah, they love him because <laughs> he's keeping them on the coaching
0: staff. <laughs> for now, they're not yeah. gonna like him. A couple of these guys aren't gonna like him at the end of November. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the players love playing for Coach Tucker. I mean, he's he's a he's not an easy guy to play for, but he definitely seems like. Somebody you want to run through all for, So, but yeah, OSU is just loaded, man. I, I, their defensive line is. I mean, their defensive line wasn't great last year, but man, I am not looking forward to seeing what guys like Zach Harrison do to our offensive line, man. It's gonna get ugly. Um. Yeah. So that's all I really got on OSU. Uh, we're gonna get into. Tim's got some basketball he wants to talk here oh I got some football I I forgot to bring this stuff up uh Ashton Porter uh defensive uh, uh I think he's a tackle defensive tackle from uh Texas committed to Northwestern top 350 kid four star uh coming up for an official visit this weekend people can say oh why would he come for the osu game they're gonna get their ass kicked this is kind of this this week in the hot and the wisconsin game are going to be the two premier recruiting week weekends because the weather is going to be at least somewhat decent so you want a kid from texas to come up this weekend instead of you know come rutgers or indiana where the stadium is going to be empty and it's going to be cold um so he's coming this weekend i think that he is definitely flippable um and it seems like Northwestern's Northwestern's in a terrible spot right now, too. And the thing with Northwestern is they've had the same coaching staff for years. At least Michigan State can say, hey, you know, we haven't been here very long. We kind of left a talent deficit, and which is true. And uh, this is not going to last. And I, I think most of the recruits that are committed now understand that. They get that this is not going to be... This is not going to be the future of Michigan State football. This is most likely a one-year thing. I would be pretty surprised if they're like this again next year. And if there is, then we got to have some serious discussions about stuff. But I think most of these recruits that are committed now are bought into the future. I think Tucker's had decision uh, discussions with these kids, their parents, his vision of the program. I think that he's done a good job making it clear, like, hey, you know, this is just a one-year thing and hell right now you could push playing time say hey man you can come in here and compete for your playing time next year if you you know in reality it, it, I, it's not that's not great to have for <laughs> it you don't want to have that long term where you're like telling the kid like hey you can come here and play right away because the team doesn't have a lot of talent obviously you don't want that to last but right now that's something they can push and say hey man you can come in here compete and play right away so uh I do I I don't expect Michigan State to lose a bunch of recruits in this class. I think most of them are going to stick. Yeah, of course you might lose one or two. It's the nature of college football these days, but and I think they're going to be able to flip a guy or two and maybe maybe they can flip Porter this weekend. I hope they can because he's uh they need guys like him on the line. So,
1: Tim, if you want to go ahead and talk about basketball, go ahead. Okay. Um we're going to like we said, we're going to have Iani on um, probably like next week next, or, week. next week or the week after. And sure. um, we're gonna really dive into the basketball team. But um, for now, there's just a small bit of news I think is notable. Um, there's a five-star Francis Chukwudubelu. He's like six ten, big guy, kind of like another body type of a um, Jaron Jackson, or uh, you know, of course the guys coming in next season, but uh i 'm not sure about his skill set in terms of those two he's he 's looked at as a kid who's like gonna be in the n b a because of his size and his skill set um of course it 's a twenty twenty five recruit so you know we 're talking years from now literally um but he recently just tweeted today that he is um he's scheduled official visits to Kansas and to michigan state those are, they can take officials this right now um I mean, uh, let's let's read the tweet verbatim. So, I think twenty twenty
0: four kids could take official already, but I'm not sure about 2024.
1: Is it not official?
0: It might be. It might be an unofficial. Not that it makes a huge difference, to be honest. But just want to make sure.
1: Yeah, unofficial. Okay, uh, no. Too unofficial. Um, I mean, obviously, if Kansas is if, ve- if
0: this kid, the thing is, if this kid's coming on his own dime, I mean, that's telling. That's, I mean. The kid clearly is interested if in he's coming here on his own dime from Texas. so
1: Yeah, I mean, and I was going to say if Kansas is recruiting him, that's a pretty good sign. I mean, in terms of how good he is, it's not great for Michigan State's chances necessarily. Um, but, you know, this is a top talent. A kid is probably going to go to the NBA. Uh, he plays on, like, a very elite basketball team right now. Um surrounded by dudes who are all, like, looking to try to go to the NBA as well. So uh, I'm not certain about his his, um, competition, but, again, this kid's got a couple of years before we even have to think about him uh, lacing up in uh, college. So this one's kind of a big name out there. Um, There's been a lot of other offers and visits. Um, You know, I think it can't go unmentioned that MSU basketball is still grinding recruiting right now. I mean, they got a very, very good class, and they're not resting on their laurels. Wojcik, he's out there just, like, doing his thing. I mean, if he's part of this new drive, this new energy, then this guy's doing a hell of a job. I, I'm not going to lie, man. When they hired him, I was not enthused about it, but uh, the way the recruitings went,
0: I think he's doing a decent job. Uh, yeah, I mean, if know. he's
1: gets some of this credit, I mean, he's doing a pretty damn good job. So, um that's, you know, another five star in the mix. Can't be mad about that. Kind of in the you know, long term. I mean, I misspoke on the last podcast. It is officially now less than a month before the first um exhibition against I think it's Grand Valley. Could be wrong about that. Um So, it's really not very long. A couple of weeks from now basketball season which we kind of desperately need. Oh, my
0: God, yeah. I, even I'm
1: to the point where I'm like, <laughs> please. When we talk about it, though, like we're going to break down some of the first games. That, I mean, my mind oh, is already yeah. spinning how MSU is going to play so, uh, Drew Timmy. They're going to start out 1-4 in <laughs> uh, possibly. You yeah. know, um, Oscar Shebway. Yeah. Like what are we going to do against him? But that is in the future. So for now – um you know, MSU just needs their guys to get healthy. I think, you know, I tweeted this, but based on picking apart their their little videos they post, I feel very strongly that AJ Hogard's going to start. Um, and then I think it depends on Aikens' his, um, health. Because if he's fully healthy, I think he starts. And then it looks like they're going to try to play... Paul and Hauser together.
0: So they're going
1: um, to take Tyson Walker off the bench? If Akins isn't on the floor, I, I think that I, – I really want to see what he tries, but I'm just going off the videos. It looks like Hogard is running with the ones the most. And then all of the videos, I think you, we have to say this, all the videos, Madi Sissoko is starting. So who who else is yeah, who else is gonna start in that position? Well yeah, in, in Michigan State basketball, how many times have we seen a guy who starts and he doesn't play the most minutes and it just keeps happening that way, like a shilling. I mean that happened all the oh, time. Oh, Yeah, Gavin Schilling didn't Gavin Schilling like, start that twenty eighteen twenty eighteen team all the time? I yeah. I was watching highlights the other day. I was like, holy crap, he was playing this much? Like mm. you can barely even remember it. Um no disrespect to shilling, but There are a lot of guys in the past who have started and they continue to start, but they aren't getting the most minutes. And again, starting doesn't really matter. I think some of it is a strategic thing. Like Izzo doesn't want there to be like zero um, X factors on the second unit of guys. Like he wants there to be somebody who can make a difference coming in with the subs. Do you know what I'm saying? So sometimes... They'd start somebody who's a little weaker. I You might say that's crazy or I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this is a thing. Um, so, Mahdi, probably going to start. I bet you he doesn't play the most minutes. Lots of buzz about Carson Cooper. We're going to get a, Iani's opinion on Carson. Yeah, I want to hear that. Um, because he's really like this unknown that could be a significant difference in the season. Um, I mean, without him... And you just said rolling out with Kohler and Mati Sissoko. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: I think he's. I, I know they wanted to redshirt him, but I think in the long, they're going to realize. Yeah, we kind of need
1: to. Put and Carson it Cooper might not be even close already, right. and it could be like uh, we're well, waiting we to time. anyway. Yeah. But the, the, I um, I think that I think that there could be something there. I'm excited to kind of get my eyes on him. Uh, uh, I, DK brought this
0: up to us, and he said he thinks that he. I don't know if I should bring this up or not, but he he said that he could be a more athletic Matt Costello in the long run, which would be you know pretty damn good. So hopefully you know that comes to
1: fruition, but
0: that's high praise, man. I mean,
1: I mean they they I mean this is no disrespect to anybody, but defensively we I just know Kohler isn't going to be a guy who can no, stop he's a, not. a Drew Timmy. Or a um, Hunter Dickinson. Especially
0: the, the start. Zach Eady. Yeah, I mean, he has no chance. freshman year, he's not going to be that. Exactly. That's
1: what I mean. It's yeah, freshman year it, for certain.
0: Yeah, hopefully, you know, in the future, he, they, they can get him to be adequate. Like, right. You know, but the, the start, it's going to be rough,
1: for sure. And and then Mati Sissoko, like, I, I mean, the reports coming out and everything we've seen from, you know, Moneyball and... And from his career and his two seasons at State, like, I'm just not expecting him to to be much better than what we've seen, especially right when the season starts. I think we're going to see kind of the same guy because I don't know why we would expect anything different. Um, I think it's possible he might, like, look, look a little, um, what's the word? A little more w- well-rounded, more well-rounded than before, but... If there's any going to be any growth for him, I think you've got to seriously expect that to come maybe at the turn yeah, of the later year in the season. Yeah, um if if at all. So I say all this to say defensively, if they've got a cerebral type Matt Costello, you know, figure out there, I think he has a role because they need somebody who can defend the pick and rolls and at least like contest, you know, the, the smart, problem with that's... the front court in the last two, three seasons um, – two seasons, I guess, I should say – is that they are just like letting up easy buckets. It's so easy. It's crazy easy. And MSU, that's not how they really play. I mean the, the sort of pack line sort of uh, style where they're making it hard for people – they want to make it hard for people to score inside and um, inside the perimeter – um, if it's not hard, I, that kind of messes everything all the way up. And the, M- Michigan State has not been a, a very good defensive team the last two seasons. That's not Michigan State basketball. Um, we can cross our fingers and pray and hope to God that Carson Cooper is some sort of um some answer here. But
0: I don't think that's fair to put on him as freshman.
1: No, year. as a freshman year, but. I do think that there's a 100% chance that he somehow just grabs this, maybe not starting role, but this backup role and, you know, just hits the ground running. Like, he never looks back in terms of his minutes. They might not have a choice. That's the thing. They might not have a choice with that, That's, which is kind of a scary thought. But I think that foul trouble is going to be a humongous issue for Madi Sissoko and Jackson Kohler. Yep. Um, Jackson, if he's not following some of these guys – They're gonna be pouring buckets on him, so I think it's something's gotta give. He's either gonna be embarrassing, like embarrassed, and get scored on over and over. And I'm not trying to bash the kid. I think he's
0: he's he's gonna be a great player. I think he's he's
1: going to knock down. I think he's gonna hit over twenty threes this season. That's my personal mm -hmm. opinion. I think he's gonna be putting up absolute numbers, Nick Ward type freshman year numbers. But defensively, like some of these guys, I don't see how. He could expect to stop a Zach Eady. Like I don't know what you think is gonna happen, but that's, uh, that's why you need a guy like Xavier Booker on your team so you can play him with him. Yeah. So, um, it we'll talk more, but uh, it's Carson Cooper, giant, just a complete wild card out there for us right now. Okay, um, we can move past this and go to our picks, um. Yeah, I wanted to point out a couple other things on football uh, that I
0: forgot to bring up. I'm already getting really sick of the $95 million thing because <laughs> it's so misleading. People are like, well, Michigan State is pay- paying Mel Tucker $95 million a year. and uh, uh, Sorry, $95 million over his contract in 9.5 a year. Michigan State's not paying him a dime. The donors, the rich donors that decided to – uh. That they believe in this guy Are the ones that are paying the guy's contract Michigan State's not paying him anything um, And the thing is If you don't extend him He leaves Probably leaves for another job So I don't know Is Michigan State just supposed to sit there And go through another coaching search And uh, you know for For the second time in three years That seems like a pretty bad idea to me It's not going to look attractive to another coach I don't understand why Michigan State would do that and uh you know the thing about Tucker's contract and I've said this before I, I compared it to uh, uh when Matthew Stafford got that contract with the Lions that that made him the most the highest paid NFL quarterback I guarantee you we're going to look here in a couple years and well Tucker's contract is going to look way smaller than it did today because there's going to he bumped the pay scale up for coaches and what they're getting paid so you can say, yeah, well, they're paying them $9.5 million a year. Well, in two years, we're going to look at this and be like, well,
1: they're not paying them much anymore, are they, compared to other schools? So I, I, I don't. What, what are the chances that Michigan State gets some of these guys back? I know there's obvious, like Darius Snow's not coming back, but some of these. Darius Snow is going to be back. I thought he was out for the season. He's out – oh, this season. I thought you meant, like, no, next no. year. What are the cha- – look, some of these starters we – Xavier, were... Xavier Henderson is – Well, Slade, teach, Petrowski – I don't mobile. know
0: what – they are really quiet on injuries. They don't really – I thought D'Antonio was uh, secretive about – Mel Tucker is extremely secretive about injuries. I I think Henderson's going to be back. I would expect Slade to come back at some point. Maybe Petrowski. I don't know. I don't know who's uh, – I don't know when they'll be back. I had no It'd be idea. a
1: real shame if the guy came that back for school, the Michigan game. <laughs> That's cool. That keeps running their mouth. If it, you know, bit them again. It'd be a real shame. It'd
0: be really I I'd I would be shocked if we beat them, but crazier things have happened. I mean, I, look look at 2020, man. Nobody thought that was gonna happen. It's, it's I remember almost, we had, it almost
1: feels like we,
0: fantasy. We had a podcast leading up we I remember the podcast leading up to the Michigan game. I said we were gonna lose by like thirty plus points. And uh, we recorded after that Michigan game, and I was laughing the entire time. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think they've got a couple winners. I, I think they can beat Wisconsin. I mean, we'll talk about them in a second, I'm sure. Um, I th- Wisconsin's beatable at home uh, next week. I think you, you can beat Illinois. The Illinois' look pretty good, but I think you can beat them. And you got Rutgers. uh and Indiana, Indiana. So I mean, you can get to six wins. Uh, obviously, that was not the goal at the beginning of the season, but I'd, I I want them to get to, get to a bowl game to get extra practices because they need them. So that at this point should be the goal. Which sucks, but you know you gotta readjust your expectations. I guess. So.
1: Okay, so um, let's do our picks here. Ryan and I both go four and three. Hashtag fade. Ryan was a loser this week, but overall. I mean, you go one under 500, still up there. Um, So, I guess since we started last week, hashtag Fade Ryan is now six and... No, no, no. Um, Sorry, it would have been... uh... I was two and six the week before, I think. Yeah, you're six and two, so now you'd be nine and six. Okay, hashtag Fade Ryan, nine and six, not too bad. Um. So let's do this, Ryan. Uh, <clears throat> Rutgers hosting Nebraska. They are road favorites. Oh, you mean Nebraska's road favorites. Yeah. Um, dude, what the hell? Three points, by
0: the way. Yeah, give me – I think Rutgers is going to straight up win this game. Uh, Give me the
1: Scarlet Knights. Um, I'm going to go against you because that seems to work out well, but <laughs> – also, because I feel like I mean Nebraska did cover last week they
0: they didn't look good most of that game. I watched it a lot of it, and they
1: it it, it was closer than the score showed it's still Rutgers I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna swing on this one let's go for it. All right, I think Rutgers is bad. Rutgers is definitely not as bad as they used to be. In I'm game. taking Nebraska minus three on the road. That's probably a stupid bet. <laughs> um, Michigan, 22 point favorites, hosting the Hoosiers. I'm gonna take U of M um, to cover. Yeah, that seems probably right. I don't think that uh, this game.
0: Oh yeah, this game is at U of M, I, isn't it? Because they switched the schedules around. Yeah, they played there last year too.
1: Um, I agree. I mean, it would probably be close, but I think they'll cover. Uh, Maryland, three-point favorites, hosting Purdue. Purdue got a
0: unexpected road win against uh, Minnesota last week. Aiden O'Connell played. Um, I'm going to pick Purdue to, to cover. I, I think they might win this game straight up. This is Don't you think Maryland might have a little juice? It's like, October. I understand they played on October 1st, but MSU really sucks. Is,
1: is like, that quarterback, is he healthy? Is he going to keep playing? Who, Talia? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to keep playing. I'm going to take them. Purdue's
0: – so the week Purdue struggled with Ford Atlantic, their QB was out. So that's why – and they, he played last week, and they looked a lot better. So that's why I'm taking Purdue here.
1: I think this will give me a lot of um, – like, I'll have my mind made up on these two teams –
0: after oh yeah how, for sure how this yep.
1: goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're at that point yep. now. Um, so you're taking Purdue. Yep. Um, Northwestern. They're hosting Wisconsin, who is ten point favorites on the road.
0: You want to talk about the crap bowl. This game's the crap bowl. These, I knew you were oh have my some, god, these I knew are have terrible about this. These teams suck. <laughs> Wisconsin just fired their coach midseason. Paul Christ went bye-bye. Uh So, uh, potential defensive coordinator name, if uh, Jim Leonard doesn't get the full-time gig at Wisconsin, which I think I could, Michigan State should go throw a million-plus at this guy and bring him here. Oh, interesting. If he doesn't get the job at Wisconsin. That's what I would do, but um, I'm going to – oh, man, this one is so tough, honestly. I guess I'll pick Wisconsin just because I think they're going to get the new head coach boost to an extent. I think they'll cover
1: yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to do here, but Wisconsin, they're probably just better. I don't know. Whatever. Northwestern's ter- Northwestern is so bad. Yeah, that's what you keep saying. Yeah,
0: they are awful. All
1: right, this one. This one's fun. Michigan <laughs> State hosting Ohio State, who is 26.5-point favorites on the road.
0: OSU is going to cover the spread. They're going to win this game by 30-plus.
1: Probably. You're right. You're right. Okay. It's probably going to be over 30. Um, I hope we're wrong. Wait. I'd love to be wrong. Well, if, I mean, does that really do anything for you? No, lose they lose by, by three touchdowns.
0: No, it does not make a difference to me. <laughs> I
1: don't care. Okay. Um, Ohio State probably covers, though. They've been covering lately. So um, Illinois. I think this one's weird. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites over Iowa. It's not, it's it's a not a weird. I... Weird. Uh,
0: Burt, by the way got his he, he funny story here I don't know if you saw this but Paul Chris just got fired from Wisconsin I think he was tied with Bert for uh, all-time wins at Wisconsin <laughs> and since he' lost and got fired this week he ends the he ends' tied with Bert for all-time wins at Wisconsin and Bert just beat him this past weekend <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I'm starting to kind of believe in Illinois a little bit Um and I think Iowa's offense. I, I I don't know if you watched any of that Michigan game. Their offense is like I know we've said it before on this podcast multiple times. Our offense is so bad; it is <laughs> terrible. Um, Illinois got a stud running back and Chase, Chase Brown. Um, I'm gonna pick Illinois here to cover. I think they'll win. Yeah, I think they're gonna win this game. Um, I think Iowa's kind of toast. To be honest with you, I think that they're gonna get. I think that their defense is getting tired. They're getting the the Michigan State 2018 treatment where they're getting tired of the offense, them having to bail out the offense on every single drive.
1: So I'm picking Illinois here. You know what? You kind of convinced me. I thought maybe – I haven't been watching, by the way. I just kind of go off numbers. I thought maybe that Iowa's defense was really good. But I think it is – that's exactly where my mind went. I think that the defense is just – they're just holding on, like giving them a chance, but they really kinda keep blowing it, the offense does. Um, and there's gonna be a little bit of a there's gonna be a spot where I think it just gives out a little bit. Um, it's just
0: it, it I, I it's like Michigan State's defense in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen where they, you know, keep the keep the game especially in twenty nine twenty eighteen, keep the game close and then they just get tired of, of being on the field the entire exactly. game. I mean
1: it's mentally, it's what, physically. I, I can only imagine
0: how that feels as a defensive player.
1: Well, um, Illinois is hosting. Um, they, their, fans are,
0: their fans might show up because they've been pretty – I mean, they lost that game to Indiana on the road, um, which honestly kind of looks like a bad loss right now. But I, Illinois might be the favorite doing the West, which I cannot believe I'm saying. Like it, The West is so I, – I know it's been bad for years, but this year might be the worst I've ever seen. It, it is so <laughs> bad.
1: Um so yeah, I'm picking Illinois to cover three and a half, whatever, so are you Ryan. So we um we only split on one. Maryland Purdue Nebraska Rutgers. We'll see how this goes. Um Did you have anything else? Uh any last thoughts before we I'm take ready
0: off? I'm probably gonna get blackout drunk for the game this weekend, so I don't remember any of it.
1: <laughs> I don't think that even watching this game is gonna be productive. I, Lucas and I think we might leave the stadium by before halftime.
0: We've already talked about it, and, uh, we think it might get that ugly. It's
1: so embarrassing. MSU was competing with Ohio State for a tiny stretch. Yeah,
0: and now they're just getting, they've gotten blown out. They haven't had a, they had a close game with them in 2018, and they kind of stuck around with them a little bit in 2019, but ever since 2015, every game but
1: those two games, they've gotten blown out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Ohio State, they kind of remembered when M- MSU had ruined a few seasons for them. So. They don't take – they take MSU seriously like yeah. no matter when they play them. So. Which isn't good. Um, <laughs> I well, obviously like watch some of this game in quotes, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to be one of those like – You turn it off yeah. where you don't really care for it after the first quarter. Like it's not going to be much joy. It's gonna mostly be pain.
0: Yeah, it's the I, I three losses, man. I've uh, either left the game early or I've turned the game off like completely early, which sucks. Like three games in a row. That feels like that's what I did during that
1: COVID basketball season. You're not a real fan. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are right. Ryan is not a real fan. Nope. No, <laughs> nope. not at all. This guy barely even cares about Michigan State football.
0: Yeah, and I don't spend hundreds of dollars every year on tickets and tailgating stuff. You
1: know, I, a real I, fan would. Yeah. So, ugh, um, yeah, I I think that this is one that you just kind of go into numb and try to forget that it ever happened. That's Maybe sick. make some money off of it. I did sprinkle a uh, I, tiny I, little bit. On Ohio State to cover the first half spread, uh, I think it's a pretty nice little juicy line at fourteen and a half. Ryan, what were we gonna? Say? I uh,
0: bet I've bet alternate line of Maryland Maryland uh, minus thirteen point five last
1: week and won by half a point. Let's go. <laughs> no, I mean that one. I've been my in real life picks. I'm, I I might have made like just four bet, or five bet against Michigan State every single game. Yeah, I mean seriously, it's kind of working. So. That's all we had for this week. Uh to those of you who are still bearing with us. But somehow. <laughs> um you guys know how it is. Like Michigan State, they might pull some out of their hat to bring us a little joy, but it's gonna they'll be back. This is not gonna be it's a not, lasting thing. It's, it's not
0: a long term thing. I, this is not gonna last. It's one season of garbage. It sucks. They should be better this year than they are, but they're not. Next year, you know, we'll have we'll have expectations at the right point because this year they the expectations were completely unfair going into the season, and you know what we were, we were all part of the problem with that. That wasn't we should have listened to Vegas when they put the over under at seven and a half. Of course, they were wrong last year, but this year, unfortunately, they were right.
1: Well, um, better luck next time to the guys who bet on over seven and a half. Um, they probably won money last year off betting over on Michigan State the year before. So, kind yeah, of breaking well. even. All right. You live by the sword. You die by the sword. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk next week. Hopefully, um, that's when we'll have Iani on because I'm really chomping at the bit to hear what he's got to say about the guys. But um, but until we do talk, Ryan, go green. Go white. up
0: ahead.